0: Welcome to Stardust MQ, I'm Cameron Furlong. My guest today is Lachlan Marnock. Lachlan is a postgraduate researcher here at Macquarie University, and has a history researching fast radio bursts. He was involved in an optical follow-up survey of FRBs and their extragalactic sources, and for his PhD, is currently studying their recently discovered host galaxies. I had the pleasure to talk with Lachlan about working with FRBs and what the future might hold for him. So, I've seen that you've done a lot of work with uh, fast radio bursts. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that?
1: Sure. Well, um, fast radio bursts are these very brief, very bright bursts of radio waves that come from extragalactic sources. Um, and we know they're extragalactic because of this thing called the dispersion measure. So, when radio waves travel through a plasma, through an ionized medium, the um, the longer wavelengths. I got to make sure I get this right. The longer wavelengths get delayed more than the shorter wavelengths. So you get the um, the higher frequencies arriving first, and then the lower frequencies arriving a bit later. And when you plot the frequency of the burst against time, you get this lovely sort of sweep, which is it's um, proportional to the square, inversely proportional to the square of the frequency. And the thing that's on top of the, the square of the frequency is called the dispersion measure. And that tells you pretty much very precisely, actually, how much plasma the wave has passed through, the FRB has passed through. And because of that, they're, they're very useful tools, actually, for measuring the amount of stuff between you and the FRB source. And
0: so what kind of work have you been doing with the fast radio bursts?
1: Sure. So I, I actually mostly work Um, I'm not much of a radio astronomer. I'm actually uh, more of an optical astronomer these days, um, mostly, although I have been doing a little bit of work in the radio, but so far it's been optical follow-up of FRB host galaxies. And that's been cool because it's actually quite cutting edge at the moment, um, or in the last couple of years. So FRBs were, because they're so brief, they've been very difficult to localize, to pinpoint exactly where in the sky they're coming from. And the group I work with, CRAFT, is very good at doing that. They used ASCAP. So CRAFT stands for Commensal Real-Time ASCAP Fast Transient Survey. And it uses ASCAP, which is an Australian interferometric uh, radio telescope array to pinpoint where in the sky these things are coming from, from a single burst. Uh, before CRAFT started doing this, localizations to host galaxies, there was only one actually, but they had been done using these things uh, called repeating FLBs. And so most FLBs have not been seen to repeat, but some bursts, I think it's uh, 10% or, uh, at this point or something like that, have been seen to repeat. And they repeat rather irregularly. They're not like pulsars. Pulsars, you might you might have heard of pulsars. I'm sure you have, of, of course. Um repeat extremely regularly, Um, but FRBs are a bit more random. Now, there's been work recently in detecting sort of, not periodicity exactly, but a, um, well, no, a kind of periodicity where they go through regular active periods and inactive periods. But when exactly the bursts are going to happen is still very up to chance. Now, interferometry of these repeating sources has led to a few host identifications, but Kraft were the first to do it off of single bursts using ASCAF. Yes, and so that started happening in towards the end of 2018 into 2019, and that's when I did my masters. So yes, I mostly work with very large telescope data, imaging of the host galaxies, and I have done photometry and searches for supernova counterparts in the host galaxies and that kind of thing
0: so you mentioned that you were originally a optical astronomer so what was it that made you change in, into this field
1: well I, i'd still say um i would still call myself an optical astronomer um with a little bit of a uh, a tenuous link into the radio um but really it was just when i was picking projects for my master's my now supervisor stuart Ryder was very Convincing about the kind of project he could offer and how exciting fast radio bursts are and the sort of things that we could do with them. Um, it was sort of this cutting-edge topic, and for me, as a um, as a new master student, that was uh, that seemed very appealing. And it has been very interesting. It's been it's been a good deal of fun. Stewart is also sort of a hybrid astronomer um, like me. He he does a lot of optical work, but also does radio observations and that kind of thing. He has worked on supernovae and other things at, at, at several different wavelengths.
0: What kind of potential do fast radio bursts have for astronomy?
1: Probably the most important thing that they offer astronomy at the moment is as a way of measuring the intergalactic medium. So the intergalactic medium is, is the stuff between galaxies. It's very difficult to see because a lot of it's in this sort of phase that doesn't emit much light, doesn't absorb much light, and the only way it's in, it's it, as a plasma, the only way to detect it is by running radio waves through it. Um, and through, as I explained before, the um, the dispersion measure. So, when we get a an FRB from a host galaxy, we get a very direct measurement of the amount of plasma that is along that line of sight, and um, you can use that to build up this picture of the intergalactic medium, which is something that hadn't really been done up until 2019 when my group sort of started building up this picture. So you can only do that with localizations, knowing the host galaxies of the FRBs because to know how much distance the FRB has crossed, you need a redshift and you can't get that from the FRB itself. The redshift of a galaxy tells you quite precisely how distant it is, how far away it is. And and you need that in order to, to know how far the FRB has crossed. And that tells you a lot about the the stuff in between, the stuff that the FRB has passed through.
0: You you're also involved with a project uh, involving uh since baryons in the nurse from Frost versus that kind of in the same um ballpark as what you were just talking about?
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Um that would be the the McCourt paper, I believe you got there. Yes, yeah, So that's um exactly what I was talking about. So it's the the missing baryons, I suppose, were um, it was called the missing baryon problem. Those, those are the, the component of the IGM that hadn't been measured before. People were fairly sure that it was there because based on models of cosmology and on feedback of matter from galaxies and that sort of thing, that there would be this gas there. It just hadn't been directly observed. And FRBs were, it turned out, were the way to do that. In fact, I, I believe the original title for that paper was something along the lines of the missing baryons have been found, but they uh, it got turned down a little bit um, in review. Yes.
0: What's the, what's the point of running papers if you kind of slightly <laughs> unprofessional time? Yes, exactly. Maybe come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see yourself continuing on with fast radio bursts for the future, or you look to maybe expand into other 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 fields?
1: Um, I'm not sure. That is the is the answer to that. Certainly, for the duration of my thesis, it'll be fast radio burst stuff. But I think. The sort of the skills and things that I've been picking up along the way. And it's been sort of a I, I almost think of myself as a jack of all trades, master of none. Um not really. I there's a lot of stuff that I don't know much about, but I think I'm picking up a, a lot of things along the way that will be useful in other fields. Um but without sort of the the deep knowledge of those fields, I suppose. But uh I would certainly be open to to doing other research, doing other things. And the availability of postdocs will probably be what dictates that in the end. I'm not sure whether you specifically mentioned
0: it at the top. Um, how exactly do fast radio burst forms and what's the um what's the physics behind all that?
1: Great. So that's a big mystery, is the thing. Um actually I I remember on a previous episode of your podcast, you talked to Sarah Caddy a little bit about this, and she mentioned quite rightly that. Uh, they're very mysterious. We don't know much about what generates them, or um, and certainly not much about the physics behind them. In fact, that's an interesting thing about this kind of thing. Um, so pulsars, for example, are another sort of radio source, it's similar to fast radio bursts in some ways, but we don't actually know much about the physics behind pulsar emission. There's quite a few competing Theories about that, um, but we do know they come from that. Pulsars are neutron stars. Now we're starting to build up that kind of knowledge about FRBs. It's starting to look like they come from magnetars, which are also neutron stars, but neutron stars with a very powerful, a very strong magnetic field. Young neutron stars probably, and FRBs seem to originate from quite a variety of galaxies. It's not like gamma ray bursts so you have short gamma ray bursts and long gamma ray bursts and the type of galaxies that they tend to come from are pretty specific but that doesn't so far seem to be the case with FRBs so short short answer is we don't really know yet but probably certainly has to be compact objects they have to come from quite small objects because they're so brief the the intrinsic sort of timescale of an FRB is a few milliseconds at most. And because of speed of light considerations, that means they have to come from quite small regions in space. And so neutron stars are a very obvious candidate for that as things that we already know emit in the radio and are very small um, in a, a spatial sense. And um, I have forgotten exactly where I was going with that. but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the thing is, it, it's mysterious. And some of the work my team is doing is on constraining all these different theories. So, at one point when I started my master's, there were more theories of what generates fast radio bursts than there were actual detections of the bursts themselves. That's changed since then. We've got a lot more detections. What hasn't really changed is, well, it has changed, but not significantly, is the number of host galaxy identifications. So, we've got maybe a dozen I think total host galaxies known and it's not really enough of a sample to start making statistical inferences about what kind of hosts these FLBs come from but at at the moment it seems like they come from quite a range.
0: Stardust MQ is a podcast made with the support of the Macquarie University Department of Physics and Astronomy and the Macquarie University Physics and Astronomy Society. Thanks to Oliver Doherty for editing this episode. Our intro music is by Poddington Bear and our outro theme is from
1: Ketsa. I'll talk to you next time.